You are listening to a message from Covenant Christian Center, New York City, with Pastor Bayou Isan. Be blessed as you listen. Says, I have finished the race. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. Look, you can only finish the race by fighting the good fight. The Bible calls it the good fight of what? Faith. Amen. Just like all those witnesses that by faith they did certain things. By faith they pleased God because without it, it is impossible to please God. It is impossible to, to please your commanding officer if you are not walking in faith. Says you believe, therefore you begin to speak. As God speaks, you speak. The Lord has spoken, so you begin to prophesy. You begin to declare what the Lord has shown to you. Says, I have finished the race. I have what? Kept the f- We're back to faith. I have kept the faith. I've held fast to the faith. Says, finally, there is laid up for me what? A crown of righteousness. That is, I was able to obtain that crown of righteousness because I fought the good fight of faith. He says, I ran, finished the race. That race was run by faith. Amen. Faith that endures and says, I have kept the faith unto the very end. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, that is the judgment day, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. So I'm not the only one that's going to receive a crown. All of us that have fought the good fight of faith so that we can finish our race, we held onto the faith firm to the end, we'll all receive the crown. An imperishable crown. Now I want to show you what that thing is. Galatians 6 verse 15 to 16 says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. It means nothing. Jesus has done away with that. But a new creation. Said what matters now is that you are a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. You are a new creation. It says, as many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. What is the rule of the new creation? It says, as many as walk according, it says, he that is going to be crowned must operate according to the rules. Here it says, if you walk according to the rule of the new creation, mercy, blessing will be upon you. So what is that rule? What is the path of the new creation? Galatians 5, 6 says, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision, he's saying the same thing, avails anything. But now he explains, but faith walking through love. The rule of the new creation is you operate in faith walking through love. The Amplified says, Faith that is energized, activated, set into motion by love. That is the way to operate in the new creation. Paul spent a lot of time talking about who you are in Christ Jesus. A new creature was talking about conduct, operating in love. All of Galatians, all of Ephesians, you see him talking about the new creation. He was talking about how you behave. He was talking about operating in love. And the rule, if we are going to obtain that crown, is that you need to operate by faith. But without operating in love, your faith doesn't operate. It's, it's dead. It says, if you have all the faith in the world but have not love, nothing. 
If you are not operating in love, you are abiding in darkness. You cannot receive the light of God. The two cannot be un unlinked. They, they operate together. Said, this is the rule of the new creation. Faith walking through love. Amen. Faith walking through love. Let's look at Jesus. Jesus said, and you see this operated in the life of Jesus. Walking by faith, operating in love constantly. Amen. John chapter 6 verse 38, the Bible says, Jesus said, I have come down from heaven not to do my own will. See, that was his mindset. Not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Amen. We have been created in Christ not to do our own will, but the will of Christ. Amen. It says, you live not for yourselves. You now, I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live. That means no longer my will, but your will, oh God, no matter how much you want your will. Amen. Because we can be very stubborn. We can be very, very stubborn. It says, not my will, but yours be done. Sometimes you have to ask God, Lord, slay me so that I can obey you. Amen. Slay me, put me to death so that I can obey you from my spirit. Praise the Lord. John 4 verse 34 says, My food or my meat, my nourishment is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work or to finish the race, the assignment he gave to me. So that race is the will that God has given. He says, my food, what gives me nourishment is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Somewhere else Jesus said, in John chapter 6, he said, you are seeking me not because you saw the signs of power, not because you saw the miracles, but because you ate loaves and were filled. He said, do not labor for what? Food that perisheth. Do not labor. That, it just occurred to me that one is, do not labor. He says, do not seek me for food. Because he said, you seek me, not because you ate, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate loaves. So do not labor. That is, do not seek me for those things. Seek me for the food that endures to everlasting life. Seek me for God's will. Because my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. So that at the end of my life, I can say like Paul, I have fought the good fight. I have finished my race. I have kept the faith. Now there is a crown of that is he wasn't confused. He wasn't guessing, hey, when I get to heaven, God says, Well done. No, before he died, he says, Now I'm going to receive a crown. Praise the Lord. They asked him. When he when said, Look, labor for the food, and he says, Okay, what must we do to show you that this labor for the food was works? He says, What must we do to do the works of God? That's the next thing they said. To show that it was assignment. Jesus said, This is the work. Of God that you believe in him whom he sent. Him whom the Lord sent speaks the words of God. Believe the words he is saying. Believe what he's telling you to do. Begin to declare what he has told you to do. Begin to act upon what he has told you to do. Praise the Lord. That's how Jesus operated. The Bible says, let this same mind be in you that was also in Christ. 
If Christ said, I have come to do the will of him, not my will, but the will, then that is the same mind that must be in you. If you say, oh, I have the mind of Christ, then you are saying, not my will, but yours be done. Praise the Lord. Now, let, let's see what, how Jesus fulfilled the will of God. And this is the crux of the message. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 to 18. Jesus said, do not think I came to destroy the law or the prophets. That is, if you think that, you are in error. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Amen. Said what I came to do, the will of the Father was to fulfill the law and the prophets. That is, how I fulfilled my purpose was by fulfilling the law and the prophets. The same way we are going to fulfill our purpose is by fulfilling the law and the prophets. Amen. He says, for assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will not by no means pass from the law or from the word of God till it has been fulfilled. That is, heaven and earth may pass away, but God's word will remain. That is, God's word must be. God is committed to fulfilling his word. Everything else will fade. It says, all flesh is as grass, and the glory of man is as the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower fades away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Amen. He says in Isaiah, the grass withers and the flower fades away because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. The breath, the spirit of the Lord will blow upon anything that is of the flesh. It will fade away. It will wither. But it says the word of the Lord endureth forevermore. That's the only thing that is secure that will never change. The word of the Lord. See, Jesus said, I came to fulfill the law and the prophets. What does it mean to fulfill the law? Does that mean me too? I'm going to... Uh, no, the only one sacrifice was required for the remission of sins. Amen. So we no longer have to offer up sacrifices of bulls and goats. God has done away with that order. He has done away with that order. We belong to a new order now. That he has done away with the Levitical priesthood. We are now operating under the Melchizedek priesthood. He has done away that is according to the power of an endless life. Amen. But how do we fulfill the law? The Bible says in Galatians 5.14, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Amen. That is the rule of the new creation. Faith walking through love. That's the rule, the principle of the new creation. James 2, verse 8 to 10, puts it this way. If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scriptures, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and convicted by the law as a transgressor. He goes on to say, if you break one part of that law, you've broken the whole law. That's why it says mercy triumphs over judgment. Therefore, operate in love and mercy. So that you can be operated. That is God will judge you according to the way you have judged others. If you show them mercy, God will show you mercy. If you show them no mercy, God will show you no mercy. Amen. That's why it says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It says when you stand praying, forgive so that God can hear your prayer. 
says, the rule of the new creation is love. Oh, no man anything but what? Love. Love is a debt you never stop paying to any man. Romans 13 verse 8 to 10 puts it this way. Oh, no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Bible says, Jesus said, no greater love has this a man for a friend that he should lay down his life. When Jesus laid down his life, he was operating in love. Love is the fulfillment of the law. For the commandment, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. If there is any other commandment, they are all summed up, they are all summarized up in this saying. Namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. That's how you fulfill the law. Jesus said, I came not to abolish the law and the prophets, but to fulfill it. That's how he fulfilled the law. That's how we fulfill the law. By operating in love. You can't say you love God and you now don't love your neighbor. Says, how can you say you love your you love God who you cannot see? And the one you can see, you're not operating in love. He says, then you're, you're, you're deceived. The proof that you love God is that you love your neighbor. Says, these are the two greatest commandments. You love, he says, all the law are summarized in those two commandments. Love the love, love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Says, if you do these things, you will have eternal life. Amen. Says, this is how you fulfill the law. That is one aspect of purpose. Jesus fulfilled his purpose by fulfilling the law and fulfilling the prophets. Now we're going to go into the prophets. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. This is Paul charging Timothy. Says, I entrust this charge to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophetic words. Some scripture says, with the prophecies once spoken about you, through them you may fight a good fight. Amen. Paul said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished my race. You finish the race by fighting the good fight. He says, I have kept the faith. Here he's saying, according to the prophetic words spoken about you, through them you fight a good fight. Some translation says you want a good warfare. Amen. Says with the prophetic word, you fight the good fights. God showed me, look, he said, you fulfill the law by operating in love. You fulfill the prophets by operating in faith. You require love to fulfill the law. You require faith to fulfill the law. He says, fight the good fight with what? The prophetic word. The sword of the spirit. You fight the good fight of faith. Amen. With the prophetic word. So through them you may fight a good fight by having faith and a good conscience. Some by rejecting conscience have made a shipwreck of their faith. By rejecting a good conscience towards God, that is no offense towards God, no offense, that is a clean conscience towards God. Says so some rejected that. Says so they have seared their conscience. They have caused their faith to suffer shipwreck. That means faith is like a ship or a boat taking you in a particular direction. The tongue, the words you speak is the rudder in that ship. But if you deny your conscience, your faith ain't going nowhere. If you are disobedient to the word of God, your faith is not going. And faith operates through love. 
The Persian translation puts it this way. It says, use your prophecies as weapons as you wage spiritual warfare by faith and with a clean conscience. We get a clean conscience by the blood of Jesus, purging our conscience of dead works so that we can serve the living God by faith. That's the blood, the word of our testimony. And what's the third thing? Not loving your life unto death. That is not my will, but yours be done. That's how you overcome the enemy. Clean conscience, blood of Jesus, word of the testimony, the prophetic word, and not loving your life unto death. Not my will, but yours be done. First Timothy verse 6, chapter 6, verse 12 says, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. How are you going to lay hold of by fighting the good fight of faith? By using the prophetic word. We have to become students of the scriptures to discover the prophetic word God has spoken concerning you, the promises that God has given you, and you begin to wage a good warfare by faith. That is receiving the end. The goal of your faith is salvation. Amen. It says, lay hold on eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 to 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. You want to receive instructions concerning the righteousness of God, which is by faith. That the man of God may be what? Complete, perfect, thoroughly equipped for every good work, for the race that God has called you to do. I'll show you something that just kept popped up in my head. Psalm 52. Psalm 51. The Bible says from verse 16. But to the wicked God says, What right have you to declare my statutes? Or take my covenant in your mouth? To the wicked God says, How dare you put your word upon my lips? Or upon your lips. That's what God is saying. How dare you begin to prophesy my word? The Amplified says, what right have you to recite my statutes? I said, reciting is meditation. Constantly chewing God's word, constantly declaring. In the Hebrew, reading the scriptures was not reading silently. You read out loud. Scriptures were read. When it said reading, you are reading it out loud. Amen. That's how you feed upon God's word. You feed upon God's word, you feed, the way you naturally feed is by putting food in your mouth. The way you feed upon God's word is by putting the word of God upon your lips. You are declaring it. Amen. It says, to the wicked God says, what right have you to recite my statutes or to take my covenant or pledge on your lips? Seeing you hate instruction and cast my words behind you, when you saw a thief, you consented with him. You have been a partaker with adulterers. You give your mouth to evil. Your tongue frames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother. You see, they're not operating in love. They're not operating in love. So God says, how dare you put my word upon your lips? You can't be operating out of love and expect my word to produce anything in your life. It says, you slander your own mother's son. These things you have done and I kept silence. You thought that I was altogether like you. But if you continue like this, I will rebuke you and set them in order before your eyes. I will show you that what you are doing is wrong. It says, now consider this, you who forget God, lest I tear you in what? Pieces. That is not man tearing you, it's God himself. He says, lest I tear you in pieces and there be none to deliver. 
Whosoever ever offers praise glorifies me. And to him who orders his conduct, his conversation aright, will I show my salvation. That is a revelation of his salvation will come to the one who is operating in love. He that orders his conduct, his conversation aright, is operating in that is the one that when they are exercising faith, I will show them my salvation. Amen. That is the rule of the new creation. Faith operating through love. Love is the fulfillment of the law. And you are exercising faith in the prophetic scriptures. That is how you engage in spiritual warfare. That is how you fight the good fight of faith to lay hold on eternal life. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1 to 4. I shared this last week. It says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may what? Run. Talking about that race. That is, he that is reading out loud is the one that is going to run who does what reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, an appointed or a future time. But at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. That is what you are reading out loud as you continue steadfastly in it. It says God will speak to you. It says it will speak at the end. At the right time, it will speak. It says at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. That's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says he will guide you into knowledge of all truth. He will not lie. Amen. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but what the just shall live by faith. That is this, that's the conclusion. So this is how the just lives by faith. You are running with the prophetic word that has been written down. The prophets of old received visions from God. The Bible says God told them to write it down so that whoever reads it in our generation can begin to run with it. You begin to hold fast. You fight the good fight of faith. You run the race that God has given unto you. Jesus himself put it this way. In Psalm 40 verse 7 says, Behold, I come. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me. Each of us has to discover what is written of us. I delight to do your will. The Bible says in 1 Peter that no prophecy of scripture came by the will of man. That men spoke as they were inspired or moved by the Holy Spirit. Which means prophecy of scripture came by the will of God. What God said he was going to do, he revealed to the prophets. Amen. He doesn't do anything until he... So what he revealed to them, he told them to write it down so that our generation can begin to read aloud, begin to meditate upon the things that are good, of good report, the things that are pure, the things that are... So that your profiting can appear to all as we mix it with faith. That's what Peter was saying in 2 Peter chapter 1. And I will end with this says, we ourselves heard that voice resound from the heavens while we were with him. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 18 to 21. While we were with him on the holy mountain. This is the Passion Translation. So we, were, we have been given the prophetic word, the written message of the prophets, made more reliable and fully validated by the confirming voice of God on the Mount of Transfiguration. says, you will continue to do well 
if you stay focused on it. For this prophetic message or this prophetic writing is like a piercing light shining in a gloomy place. One translation says it's like a lamp that is shining in a gloomy place. You know, a lamp doesn't fully illuminate the whole place. It says it's like a lamp that is shining in a gloomy place. You, it only gives you just enough to move around. But you hold fast to it. You fight the good fight of faith. You engage in warfare with that word, with that prophetic word. You wage a good warfare by the spirit of faith, declaring it, declaring the word of the Lord. Until the day dawns, until the dawning of a new day, when the morning star rises in your heart. Amen. That is, you hold fast unto it. The Bible says the appointed time, when the day dawns. Just like the day of Pentecost came. Amen. I've shared this before. The day of Pentecost came. The Bible says there was an outpouring of the Spirit in Acts chapter 2. And when they asked Peter, what's going on? Are these men drunk? He said, no, they're not drunk. He said, this is that which is written in the book of Joel. What happened? What was the tarrying they were doing in the upper room? Joel chapter 2. They had been tarrying over Joel chapter 2. In the last days, God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. He will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. He says his sons and daughters will begin to prophesy. The old men will dream dreams. The young men will see visions. Upon my maidservants and my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. I will do signs in the heavens and wonders upon the earth. All that happened. All that happened. They had been tiring at the end, at the appointed day, the day of Pentecost. As they labored in that word, as they engaged in warfare concerning that word, a day came. Where the morning star arose in their hearts. That is, the morning star is what? The sun. When the sun is out, you don't need a lamp. Amen. When you have the sun, you don't need the lamp. Praise the Lord. Because it illuminates, you can see everything clearly. That's the day of salvation revealed. It says, you must understand this at the outfit. Interpretation of scriptural prophecy requires the Holy Spirit. For it does not originate from someone's own imagination. No true prophecy comes from human initiative, but was inspired by the moving of the Holy Spirit upon those who speak the message that came from God. So, God told me, this book is the voice of God in written form. He said, oh, I want to hear the voice of God. The voice of God in written form. You hold fast unto it, until the day dawns, until that word speaks to you. When God quickens you, speaks something, opens your eyes to a revelation concerning that word that you see and you just know that you know. You will be, that you'll be at rest within your soul. Like the woman with the issue of blood, there will be no doubt that she was healed. Do you understand? She, power had entered her body. There was no confusion as to maybe the power is going. No, no, no. She knew when it had, Jesus knew when it had left him as a result of her faith. Praise the Lord. John the Baptist knew the word concerning him. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Paul knew the word concerning him. Paul said, in Acts chapter 13, verse 46 to 47, it says, Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, it was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first, talking to the Jews. But since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us. This was the command. I have set you as a light to the Gentiles. They were quoting Isaiah. I have set you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. They were quoting Isaiah 42. 
and Isaiah 49. They had taken that as their weapon of warfare and said, this is the command of God unto us. They had discovered what was written concerning them. God is not partial. If you wrote, sent word for Paul, Barnabas, Jesus, John the Baptist, we that are least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. There's a word for you in the volume of this book so that you can do the will of God and can finish the race that God has called you to. Amen. The Bible says, without a prophetic vision, people run helter-skelter. Amen. So you need, Paul said, I was not disobedient to what? The revelation he had received. He didn't rush immediately to do it. The Bible says he was gone for a while. Nobody saw him. He was in a place of prayer. Receiving until that day dawned. Amen. Then he now began to act. Because you can only walk during the day. You can't walk at night. You need that day to dawn in your heart. Praise the Lord. That's how Jesus fulfilled the prophets. Even Jesus came out and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel unto the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. In Luke chapter 4, the Bible says he returned in the power of the spirit and he declared that in the synagogue. And then what did he tell them? He said, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Had he done any miracles then? No. But he had obtained that word in the place of prayer because he had returned in the power of the spirit. Amen. That's when the day dawns. It says, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. That's when the day dawns. The power of God. That's what they said to, the angel said to Mary. Say, how shall these things be? How shall the virgin conceive? He said, the spirit of the Lord shall come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Amen. That is when God's Lord word is fulfilled. When you are endued with power from on high, then you know the fulfillment of that word is coming to pass. But you need to endure and labor and fight the good fight until that has taken place. Praise the Lord. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we give you thanks for your word, and I ask that you cause this word to take root in the hearts of your people and to bear forth fruit in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. in the Royal Theater at the Producers Club, 358 West 44th Street, New York. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Stay blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.